it's hard to know what to preach during the holidays because they're just, you know, your attention is just limited to to so much. You got so many things on your mind, and then we come to church and try to filter through all of that. And and so tonight, I don't have any great revelation to share with you. I just have something that the Lord gave me that I hope will be a help to you. And that's all I want to do tonight is encourage somebody uh, through some difficult times or somebody that's um, having a hard go of it right now. I hope that God will minister to you tonight. And I believe if you'll open your heart, he will. I'm going to read from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, I am going to read verses 1 and 2, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and it reads like this. Paul writing to uh, Timothy, and he's called, we think of him as young, but uh, he was upwards to 40 years of age. Uh, but he comes to him in the closing uh, chapter of the second book of Timothy with this charge. He said, I charge thee therefore before God. I challenge you before God. I call you to remembrance before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine and so forth. Most of the time when we read this particular portion of Timothy, we look at it in the light of a ministerial charge of an elder speaking to a younger minister and giving him... uh, the what for concerning his ministry and his direction. But God began to speak to me about more than just that, and I want to share that with you. I I don't know if this is a good title, but this is as good as I can come up with, and it's simply this. Your calling trumps life. Say that with me. My calling trumps life. And by that, I mean what God has called me to be. What has He called me to be? He's called me to be His child. He's called me to be His daughter or His son. He's called me to be part of His family. He has called me to be an overcomer. All right? So your calling trumps life. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As many of you probably have learned already in life, because many of you are old enough to learn this, some of you aren't, but you will, life knows how to humble you. Life knows how to knock the wind out of you and take the wind out of your sails. As a matter of fact, life has a way of humbling the best, the wisest, among us. You know, it, it, was, it was amazing how smart my dad became as I grew older. It's amazing that 
as a young man, there were times that if my mind and the conversation that I had in my mind about how unwise my parents were had come verbally out, I would have gotten the beaten of all beatings. But somehow as you grow up and you go through a few things in life and life takes the wind out of your sails, it's amazing how wise your parents become. When you have kids and you start dealing with them or you have problems in your family and you have to navigate through those troubled waters, uh, life has a way of, if you live it right, it will have a way of causing you to hold your tongue. I've always warned parents, you need to be careful what you say that your kids will never do. Because your kids may not be grown yet and they may live long enough to prove you wrong. And I've had to tell not only parents that, I've had to tell other adults, you need to be careful how critical you are of a certain individual that you can't believe they did that or you can't believe you just live long enough and you may find yourself or some family member in a very similar situation So life has a way of humbling you and it has a way of causing you to hold your tongue. I'm going to tell you this much. There are some people that have put stuff out on the internet that God, when those chickens come home to roost, it's going to be one horrible reckoning day and you hear me, they will come home to roost. And it's tragic. Sometimes you just want to step back and say, I told you so. (laughs) but being a Christian, you hold your tongue because life teaches you that. Life will often cause you to reel and rock because it is never the same. It will definitely cause you to pray because there are no two days alike and no matter how you prepare yourself for the moment or you prepare yourself for today, Tomorrow is a new ball game and you may be facing things tomorrow that just blow your mind. You're not even ready for, you know, the writer, the songwriter said it best when he said life is filled with swift transition, swift transition and how true that is of life. Life can change so very quickly. There are are no two days alike and life changes without any a warning and it changes without any notice or notification. Not only does life change, but people change. Has anybody besides myself had that kind of experience? You know what I'm talking about. One day they're praising you and the next day they're trying to crucify you. Anybody know anything about that? One day they're just talking about how great you are and what a fantastic person and then something happens and the next day they're calling you every vile word they can think of. Life has a way of changing and people have a way of changing and if you put your confidence in the wrong thing, you're going to be greatly disappointed. Life is a strange mixture of seasons. 
And by that, I, I don't mean just simply winter, spring, summer, fall. I, I'm talking about times that change when there are seasons in your life when everything goes your way. It's like every prayer is answered and everything that you put your hand to works and it turns out right. And there are days when you get up and it seems like your life is just blessed with exceeding favor and you, 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 you land this job or you get this promotion and you get this favorable recommendation and it seems like life is treating you with kid gloves and other people are suffering, but man, ever, you, you just, you're on a, a gravy train, it seems, and it, it, you can't miss. I mean, you can throw a shot back over your shoulder and swish it, not even get any rim, just get all net. All of their, your, your desires seem to come to pass and there are days when that happens and we call those in seasons. Everybody say in seasons. Those are the times when you know what I'm talking about. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Everybody's interested in you. Everybody loves you. And you love everybody. You can't find an enemy one. You don't know of one person that doesn't like you. Those days are known as in seasons. When you got it working and everything is, is just, it's almost like it's grease to work properly. And it doesn't matter how you get up. It doesn't matter if you sleep late or get up early. It's just all works together. Everybody say it with me. It's an end season. Anybody have times like that? I know maybe some of you right now, are, you, you're so buried in another season that you don't, but all of us have those kind of times. All of us have times when we come to church and worship just flows out of us. And, and when we pray, it's like we're talking face to face with God and we can break into tongues and just spiritual, we're just as close to God as anybody could ever want to be. And it doesn't matter if, if, if the song is slow or not, there's just a sweet connection there and you know where you're at and you know that God is with you. It's an end season. Some of you haven't had one of those in a long time, but you all have them. I've got them. You've got them. It's just when everything seems to go right. And then the season changes. And then the season changes. Times when no matter how hard you try, you couldn't make it work if you had to. I mean, you couldn't find your head if you started at your waist and worked up. You know what I'm talking about? When no matter how hard you pray and no matter how much you worship, it's just like it's like working through molasses. It's trying to wade through quicksand. It's it's like God, where are you? And what happened? And that is called an out season. Everybody say an out season. And Paul addressed a young preacher, not just a preacher, but a man trying to live for God. And he said, Timothy, 
I want to tell you something about life. Life is filled with ins and outs. Life is filled with ups and downs. And life is always in change and transition. And one day you're the boss's favorite and the next day they're trying to find a way to fire you. Or one day you're on top of everything and everything's going your way. You got money in the bank and your bills are paid and you can take a vacation. And and then the next thing you know, the bottom falls out. You don't even have two pennies to rub together. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. You don't know how you're going to get through all of this Christmas time. And that's called an out season, and they happen to all of us. Transitions in life, changes. Life gets heavy. It becomes burdensome. It's like wading through quicksand. Prayers seem useless, and there are trials and tests. You wonder if they're ever going to end, and adversity and cold. It's like, God, you're not a thousand miles from where I'm at right now. An out season. And Paul is trying to help Timothy navigate through this thing called life. Not just ministry, but life. He's trying to tell him something. He's trying to help give him an understanding about life. That life changes like that. It's always in flux. There's going to be times when you're going to feel like it. There's going to be times when you don't feel like it. There's going to be times when it's going to be easy to walk by faith. There are going to be times that you're not even going to be able to see through the lens of faith. But Paul said, I charge you. I command you as a minister. I command you as a child of God. Realize that circumstances do not have to dictate nor determine the life that you are to live, that you must be instant, in season, out of season. Whether everything's going your way or it's not going your way, you need to serve God whatever the season like it is your season. Amen. You serve God Whatever the circumstances like, it is your time. Don't ever forget who you are. Don't ever forget that you are called. Don't ever forget that you're qualified. Don't ever forget that God equipped you. And so Paul's focus toward Timothy was to remind him that opportunities in life often come disguised as something else, something called trouble. But we must take advantage of every day. Somebody say every day. Come on, say it with me. Every day. Turn to your neighbor and tell them every day. Every day. Whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Whether you're, you're up or you're down. You take advantage of every day and make it work for you. Amen. You make it work for you. You make it your servant, not you its servant. And that's the secret of the overcoming life. It's understanding that it rains on the just and the unjust. 
and that you can be a tongue-talking, water-baptized in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost-filled person, walking as good as a person can walk and still have adversity and still have trouble and still have problem and still have things in your life that don't work and things that don't mesh and you're wondering what in the world is going on. It's just life. It's just the way it is. And Paul said you have to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you are more than a match for the season of your life. Amen. Paul's charge to Timothy was to be who you were called to be no matter the season. When you have opportunity or when you lack it. Don't let the times decide your destiny. Don't let the season determine your joy. Be instant. Be ready. Whether it's good or bad. Whether it's raining or sunshine. Whether it's hot or cold. Don't have a limited life. Because you have allowed the circumstances of life to decide your destiny. Let it always be your season. Let it always be your season. Be what you were called to be. Whether the times are prosperous or they are adverse. Whether there be opportunity or there be none. Let it be your season. Somebody said, well, I, it just doesn't seem to be working. Well, make it work. Get up and believe and know who you are. Don't buy into the thinking that says it's just not my time. It's not my day. Make it your time. Be good. Do good. Live right. Love people. Be godly. Be holy. Be a Christian and watch God take the circumstances of your life and turn them and make them work for your good. You see, if you're not careful, you'll let the season knock the Christian out of you. Yeah, you'll let the season knock the Christian out of you. You'll let the season knock the calling out of you. You'll let the season knock the joy out of you. You'll let the season knock the song out of you. You'll let the season knock your worship out of you. You'll let the season knock the faithfulness out of you. You'll let the season knock the smile off of your face. Amen. And Paul, he just simply telling the young preacher, this is how you're going to have to preach. You're going to have to live like one preacher told me. You're going to have to pastor with a blind eye and a deaf ear. And you're going to have to learn how to live for God that way. A blind eye and a deaf ear. That means you don't react to everything that happens in your life. And you don't let everything that happens in your life get you down. Just realize that God called you. And if God called you, He equipped you. And if He equipped you, you have what it takes to make it. Just get up and make it. Amen. Praise God. Life will try to limit you. Life will tell you that you can't be happy in the place you're at right now. Life will tell you you can't be happy 
in the situation you're in. Life will tell you you can't be happy and have to deal with the stuff you're dealing with right now. Life will tell you that you can't be happy living with the person you're living with. Life will tell you you can't be happy in the job that you're working in right now. Life will try to limit you. Life will try to draw circles around you and keep you from being what God said you could or you should be. If you're not careful, life will limit you and it will tell you that it's not worth it. It doesn't matter how hard you try. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to change anything. You may think that in your normal human mind, but in the equation that God has, every effort that I make is recorded because every tear is bottled up. And if God would take the care to bottle up my tears, then certainly he would take notice of my efforts. Amen. And if you're not careful, life will limit you and it'll tell you that it's no use. But don't be limited by life. Don't let life pull you into its vortex and suck the joy out of you or the smile off of your face or take the worship out of your heart or the song out of your mouth. Don't let life get you so down that you see no way out. Lift up your voice and say, I'm a child of God. And this is my season, whether it's in or out. I'm going to make it my season. This is my time because God called me for these times. God put me here and he brought me here for a reason. God wanted me to live in the turn of the century. He would have made me then. He would have caused me to be born then, but he didn't. He put me in the year 2012. And no matter how impossible the economic horizon is, no matter how chaotic our political system has become, no matter how uncertain life might be at the moment, God put me here and God brought me to this moment for a reason. And whatever God has put me here to do, I need to get up and do it no matter what the season is. Somebody say, no matter what the season, make it your season. Amen. Don't let the season get you down. The person who limits himself to only the good times in life is in for some rough waters. When you only do it when it's convenient or you only do it when you feel like it, you're going to miss out on some of the greatest blessings in your life. You know what I've learned about God? God gives me my greatest blessings in my darkest hours. I don't learn much when I'm on the mountaintop. I'm too busy enjoying the mountaintop. I'm too busy thinking how much I deserve the mountaintop. But, oh, you let me get down in the valley. You let me go down in the low places of life. You let life begin to cave in around me. And all of a sudden, my learning antenna goes up and my eyes pop open and I start saying, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to teach me? And God said, this is what I want you to know. I want you to know that it's your time no matter what the seasonal calendar said. It's your time no matter what circumstances in life say. This is your time whether it's in or out up or down it doesn't matter this is your time take advantage of it get a handle on it and make it work for you and somebody said amen so how do you do that how 
How, how do you have that kind of spirit and attitude? Well, I'm going to close with Romans 12 and 12. But the Lord began to talk to me about this one particular verse in Romans chapter 12. And it's in the middle of another segment of Paul's teaching uh, to the Roman believer. And not only to them, but to us as well. And what he shares here is just, it's some of the best advice, sage wisdom that you will find anywhere in Scripture. But verse number 12 just reached out and got hold of me and said, you need to stop and pay attention to what I'm telling you. He said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. You want to know how you make every season your season? Number one, you rejoice in hope. The word rejoice means be glad. Turn to somebody and tell them, be glad. Did you hear me? Some of you don't, you don't get the English connotation there. Be glad. That's something you have to do. Nobody can make you happy. Nobody can make you smile. You have to decide in your mind. You know what? This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. God is going to make a way for me. And he said, you've got to learn how to rejoice in hope. Be happy because of the hope that you have. Be glad for all of the plans that God has for you. Amen. Don't ever lose sight of that. Be cheerful. Be expectant. Don't ever forget where you're going. Rejoice. Be, be happy. Stay happy because you have hope. This is not all there is to it. Folks, if I thought that this was all there was to it, I would throw in the towel tonight, but I know it's not all there is. There's a whole lot more. And God said, if you'll be faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. I believe my day is coming when that is going to happen and God is going to make it true for you. So no matter what it is, I'm going to rejoice that I have a future. I have a hope. It's not always going to be midnight. It's not always going to be burden and trouble. There's going to come a day when there will be no more night, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death, no more separation. And I can live through what I'm living through right now because that day is coming. You have to rejoice in hope. And then he said you have to be patient in trouble. Everybody say patient. Come on, say it real loud. Patient. One translator said, don't quit in hard times. Don't quit in hard times. Hang on. Be quiet in trouble sometimes. If anything, trouble ought to teach you is to keep your mouth. Keep your tongue. If anything, trouble ought to teach you is... Be still and know that He is God. Enduring. That means suffering sometimes. That means tolerating sometimes. <laughs> tolerating. That don't mean you like it. You just tolerate it. 
doesn't mean you're happy about it necessarily, but you tolerate it. It means lasting. It means continuing. The word continuing in the New Testament. The translation in the Greek, if I remember correctly, is heavenly or heaven. When it talks about they continued steadfastly, it literally says they heavened steadfastly. The most heavenly thing that you and I can do is keep on keeping on. Just keep on keeping on. And when times are dark and trouble is everywhere, just be patient. Amen. Just hang on. Tie knot. Hold on. Because it won't last forever. No storm lasts forever. And then he closes that admonition by saying, Always praying. Everybody say always. Always pray. Whatever you do, don't ever stop praying. Whatever you do, don't ever get tired of praying. Persevere in prayer. Be tireless in prayer. Resolute in prayer. Unrelenting in prayer. Diligent in prayer. And this is the reason. Listen to me. Because prayer is a load lifter. Not only is prayer a load lifter, but prayer is a temper tamer. Woo. Prayer is a temper tamer. Not only is prayer a temper tamer, but prayer is a heart mender. And prayer is a hurt healer and prayer is a mind clearer and prayer is an anger manager and prayer is a frustration fixer so whatever you do don't ever stop praying rejoice in hope be happy because God has plans for you God has a future for you. Be patient with your trouble and pray always. Pray always because prayer is the manager of life and prayer is that load lifter and temper tamer and hurt healer and mind clearer and anger manager and frustration fixer and the harder the times the harder our prayers ought to be because prayer is what will see you through amen you know what some of us need to do instead of throwing up our hands we need to fall on our knees and go back to that closet of prayer and say god i know that you're going to see me through and let that time of prayer heal and men and tame and lift. Do you can I, I can't even tell you how many countless times I I want to say thousands. I really probably multiplied thousands of times in twenty years that I have walked into this building or the storefront we had over in League City, and I came into that time of prayer frustrated and angry and bitter and hurt. 
and all of the other things that come with life, wondering why, when are we ever going to get a break? When is this ever going to happen? Everybody else is rejoicing, but here we are struggling. And I come into that time of prayer and I start talking to God and God puts his hand on my heart and he causes that temper to calm down. And that mind that was so cluttered with junk and confusion, I don't know which decision to make and I don't know what way to turn and I, I don't know what's right or wrong. But while I'm praying, God puts his hand and just wipes the slate of my mind clear so that when I walk out of that prayer time, you know what's wrong with Greater Life Church and a lot of other churches? The reason our minds are as troubled as they are is because we have forgotten the power of prayer. We've forgotten what prayer does for us. It'll clear your mind. Amen. It'll lift your spirit. How many times have I walked in here and resigned? Some of you don't believe that, but I'm telling you, I've walked in here many times and resigned. I just told God I'm not doing this anymore. I'm through. I don't, it doesn't make any difference what I preach. I don't seem to help any. You, you know, I'm not the only one that feels sorry for myself sometimes. You do the same thing. By the time I got through, God had let me say all I need to say, and then he started saying some things. He calmed me down. And he said, son, you got to get this thing and take it and go with it because it's your time. In or out, you're my child. Don't let the times, don't let the seasons determine your joy. Don't let them determine your destiny. Don't let them determine your happiness. Don't let them determine your peace. Don't let them determine your joy. Amen. Lift your hands with me right now. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever.